This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who I can't wait to find out if he's willing to join me on the chopper bandwagon, Ryan Nelson. Justin, no one told me this was a Space Cats show. <laughs> All I've heard about is Thrawn and Ezra. No one told me it was going to be Space Cats. Space in Cats. Both episodes. It was several times. It was really funny. You, you mentioned the space cats, uh, the the loth cats, as they are called. I, I took a picture of it because my wife and my daughter are are cat enthusiasts. I mean, they love cats. So okay. we, we have a cat and a dog, and but you know, my wife always wants the cat uh, wants me to bring her the cat, and like the cat, the, I'm the cat's favorite person, and it drives them oh. crazy. Uh, yeah. But so like. I took a picture of the cat and I sent it to my wife and my daughter and I was like, uh, it's a Star Wars cat. My daughter was like, it's adorable. And my wife was like, that is not cute. (laughs) They had very differing opinions on the space cat. So, Uh, If you've been listening to podcasts since we started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making us part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talk about the first two episodes of, I'm assuming the first season of Ahsoka. I'm not exactly sure if that's what that's going to be or not uh, on Disney+. Plus. If you are new or irregular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. You can go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a 3 5 10 or $20 level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad-free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. doesn't matter which level you're signing up for. You will get the show ad-free. There are additional benefits as well. If you would like to hear us talk about the Secret Invasion finale, you can do that right now. It's about signing up to, to Patreon because we just recorded that. A lot to chat about on that one. Yeah, a lot of chat on that one. So, uh, If you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We would love it if you left us a five-star rating on both of them. And if you have time, we'd love it if you wrote us a review while you're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, those both go a long way in getting the show into the ears of new listeners. And it would really help us out in terms of getting uh, closer to Rotten Tomato Certified, and that way we can even possibly get on there as well. If you'd like to interact with the show, though, we'd love for you to do so. You can send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any thoughts or questions or or things that you might want to recommend because we are really going to need those here in a couple months if they don't resolve the the writer and uh, uh, actor strike. So we'd love to hear anything that you might want to recommend. All right, we are talking the first two episodes of Ahsoka. It aired on Tuesday night at 8 p.m. our time. 6 p.m. Pacific time is the uh, is the announced time, but uh, that it was 8 p.m. in our time in the Central Time Zone. So, let's go ahead and just talk real quick. Let's get general thoughts. Uh, let me get yours first as we get ready to talk about this show. Well, I, I could tell you I, I, before we do that. If we could get on Rotten Tomatoes, and if I could see my name, it said, you know, Ron Nelson, the main attraction podcast, and it was like an action movie, and, I, and it said, this movie rocks, like, I would make a poster and probably kill myself the next day. Like, <laughs> like I can't imagine a greater moment in my life than that. Sure, so, that would be wonderful. It'd be awesome. Be like, well, it's been a good ride. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> I have nothing okay. else I can accomplish. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I'm all right tomatoes, you know, talking about John Wick 5. You know. <laughs> what else? That's right. So, uh, so getting back to Ahsoka. Uh, 
So I did not watch this till Thursday night. Mm. And as the reviews started coming. I didn't read them, but I kept seeing highlights. And I kept seeing this over and over. And I'm going to tell people, stop doing this. Like They're like, oh, if you've never seen Rebels, you're going to hate this. If you've, you know, mm. I, so many people that are involved with, that are fans, that are involved with TV, that are critics, I can't tell you how many times I saw this. Right. So this got in my head. Right. Got in my head a little bit. And when I started watching it, like, I started thinking that. I was like, yeah, man, I don't know any of this stuff. But then I, but then, uh, you know, in the middle of it, I thought, how I have known any story that I've ever watched? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. I watched Twisted Metal. I barely played that game. I don't know any of the stuff that's going on there, <laughs> right. and I loved every of it. Right. And so, like, I kind of, I kind of got that noise out because that's a problem. A lot of times, you think about that stuff. No, you do. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, there were some callbacks and stuff, but dude, they were no different. If you watch Raiders of the Lost Ark, it is obvious that Indiana Jones knows Marion and Sala. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he makes. Like, similar to this, where he's like, you know, they had history. Mm-hmm. You know, like, stuff. Every every Indiana Jones. Ben Kenobi, and for, you know, in the first Star Wars movie, he's like, yeah. oh, that was a long time ago. So, like, yes, I understand if you were a fan of Rebels, this is going to be a much better show for you. But I, I did not think it, it hurt uh, my view. Once I put that noise on my head, I thought it was pretty good. I will say, I thought the second episode was kind of boring. Uh, I think Filoni is missing Favreau's comedy. And, like, I don't know. There were shots that took way too long. Yeah. My overall impression is I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I do. I Look, this show is operating in a really weird space. It, it really is because... You know, normally a Star Wars show comes out and it gets Star Wars fans. That's just kind of the typical. This is written for not only just Star Wars fans, but like a very certain section of Star Wars fans. They're the ones who are really going to connect with it to begin with. So, and look, that was the, that was the big talk coming in. That's been the talk that has kind of consumed this thing coming into it is how much are you going to have to know about Rebels? How much are you going to have to have seen Rebels to truly enjoy this show? And... I think after watching, look, there were some things I thought that was. Look, neither one of us have seen Rebels. Now, yeah, I have done a little bit of reading on on Rebels and just some of the yeah. stuff that has happened in the past, so I have a familiarity with uh, the topics. So obviously, they're talking about Ezra Bridger quite a bit, so I know who they're talking about right. with that. Uh, I don't. And he had come come up in in uh, Mandalorian and Thrawn. Yeah, because they, they came up in the, the, the second, second season, episode four, The Jedi, I think is what it was. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't remember them mentioning Kanan in this, in either of these two episodes. Uh, he was another character on there that, that died uh, towards the end of Rebels. Uh, he was voiced by Freddie Prince Jr. So, um, Oh, yeah, so that like would have been cool. Yeah, it would have been cool. Uh, but like I said, so I, I'm, I'm familiar with the characters. I've, I've got a I've got a pretty solid uh, working background on, on these guys. So I, like I said, I, I'm kind of familiar with what, where they – I had an idea of where they might go with some things. I was, a little, I was getting a little frustrated at times because what they were doing, like when they were sitting there talking about this big, you know, 
rift between Ahsoka and Sabine Wren, I was like, well, everyone tell us what happened. Because I just assumed I know. that it was something that happened in Rebels. And turns out it's not. It, this is something that happened since Rebels so, ended. So, so obviously we're going to get some flashbacks right. to that. We have to. Yeah. That, we'll get that, some explanation at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that didn't bother me. Um, and it I did, once, say, I, once I found out that it wasn't it wasn't anything that yeah. happened in Rebels, like, oh, okay, well, I'm fine with that then. Because that was I, I concerning you, me. I will tell you another thing that kind of bothered me going into this. When you tell someone... Here are the twelve episodes, and you, and like an eighteen-page guide to this show before it starts. Like, mm-hmm. I don't do that homework. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah I that's one thing. That's the one thing that concerns me because I have a lot of friends that have totally tuned out of Star Wars right. and Marvel stuff because of this. Right. I can tell you, my wife was bored to tears, and she's usually full on, Not really. like enjoying the stuff. She was totally zoned out. I don't even know if she'll watch the next episode. But to me, I thought it was good. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I really like, and I thought it was cool too. Let's talk about the stuff we like about it. It's a female-led show. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's that, pretty cool. Yeah, it is. That I mean, is, we didn't cool. see that, and and the leads like Rosera Dawson's is incredible the girl playing sabine wren natasha i guess lou berdizo i think that's she was it, yeah. really really good like I've, i i saw she's been in some stuff but not a big yeah big, this is by far biggest part yeah yeah but i was like man she's good and mary elizabeth winston i will take her anytime I'll, I'll, yes i've always been a big <laughs> fan of her she's yeah. great she's fantastic and uh uh ewan mcgregor's wife by the way oh you i didn't, didn't know, know that. that oh yeah i didn't yeah. know that yeah oh. Cool. So uh, I loved her part because she's like the, the the middle person, and she's playing it so well. Mm-hmm. She's like mentoring both of them, right? And I don't know if Ahsoka realizes that, right? But, or either of them, but like I really love what she's doing. And uh, Ray Stevenson, rest in peace, man. What a, what a fantastic actor. I really like his his part as Balaam Skull. I I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, uh, we're going to, we'll talk about him more, but to me. To me, he is the most interesting character in this so far. Uh, okay. I'm fascinated by him because I'm I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with that character because I honestly don't know where where they're where they're taking. You it. could just feel him saving the day at the end. You could just you feel could, it. I could feel that, but I could feel him going further down. Like I said, there's a lot of ways I could see that that yeah. that character going. But he, yeah, he's just really fascinating to me. Now, one thing you mentioned. I tend to agree with you that when you said you think that people who watched Rebels will like this more. But I've read some people who watched it, and like if you listen to the Midnight Boys uh, podcast on it, yeah, I, I sometimes wonder if watching Rebels is going to be a hindrance to them because I think there's a lot of people who who are struggling to see these characters in live act, live action. I think they're I can see that. I think they're yeah. just so used to seeing these characters in animated form that it's really hard for them to adjust to seeing them in live action okay. form. Uh, yeah, that that makes I, I can I can see that. I, I guess I meant more of they know the backstory. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. Easter eggs and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, but that, I, yeah. No, you're you're right about that. Going from like a beloved, you know, animated. Uh, series to a live action that is a right. tall task like and a uh, very uh, scary one like mm-hmm. I mean this could really fail yeah it definitely could I don't think it is but it definitely could yeah I don't th- I don't think so either one of the things I will say about these first two episodes because you mentioned you think uh, he needs Favreau 
I don't. I think that this first two episodes, I kind of expected this going into this. This These first two episodes, they had to do a lot of heavy lifting. I mean, a they lot did. of heavy lifting. Because not only yeah. do they got to, I mean, they've got to onboard those of us who've never seen Rebels. They've got to onboard us with these characters. they got to onboard right, us right. with where we are in the Star Wars world at this time. But they've also... Yeah, and where, where are we? Uh, like, my, how, where I, does this take... This is like a few years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I'm, I haven't seen an official, like, this is when it takes place why in Canada. they spell that out to us? They should. I, I'm hoping that they will, but they should. Uh, I think this is going to take place shortly after shortly after the episode in Mandalorian that Ahsoka yeah. shows up in and before Boba Fett. If That would be my guess. See, you, you and I have done four... Star Wars shows. Yes. Five. Five. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time we have to do this, and you're <laughs> like, well, uh, I think. Well, I will say like, this. Why don't they spell it out? John Favreau came out and spelled out The Mandalorian Season 3 for us. He at least did that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm hoping maybe Filoni will come out and, and do that as well. Yeah. Uh, why don't they tell you when you're watching it? Yeah, they probably should. They really should. And the reason why I think this is right after... This is right after uh, Ahsoka's appearance in The Mandalorian because the person, Morgan Elsbeth, uh, the person that gets broken yeah, yeah, out of prison, yeah. that's who she was fighting in that episode. That's who the that's who that yeah. was. So that's the reason why. And I'm, I saw, yeah, because when I was researching this show, I saw, oh, yeah, the, Morgan was in a uh, uh, 2020 episode of the Mandal- season two of The Mandalorian. So that makes me think that this is shortly after, unless they were yeah. just. Unless it took them like four years to transport her across the galaxy, uh, I'm thinking that it's yeah. shortly after that. So maybe they want you to, maybe they want us to be smart and like connect the dots. They're like, this is that same girl, so it's right. probably shortly after that. So, like, but so, who connected those dots? Well, I, I knew it when I saw it. So uh, maybe I just, and I'll, I'll talk about more of that in a second. I guess when they, because here's the thing, like, you know the 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 member berries people talk about all the time. Uh, yeah. I wasn't having that with this show, but when they because I didn't realize they didn't say this, and at least I don't remember them saying this in the Mandalorian. Uh, when they say that she's from Dathomir and that she's a witch, I was like, ooh, oh, I know that. I was doing the Leo pointing thing at because uh, I played oh, yeah. I played uh, Fallen Order and that like there's witches and Dathomir and that like yes, I know that I got that oh. yes. I was so I was happy about that when I saw that. So, yeah. uh, but I know a lot of people didn't play that game. I'm, I'm glad you were the one. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was excited when I heard Dathomir and I heard witches like yes I know I know all about this stuff so uh, anyway uh, I forgot where I was going with all that <laughs> uh, but like I said these first two episodes they did have to do a lot of heavy lifting and from what I understand mm-hmm. the people who have watched a lot of the Filoni stuff and look I I will say this I saw I've seen like the first half of uh, the first season of Clone Wars. He does this. He's he he takes his time to set up everything he is getting ready to do, and then once he lets it loose, he lets it loose. Uh, okay. So I really feel confident that now that he's kind of now that we know where we are, now that we have an understanding of you know just kind of where our characters are, who they are, and we've been introduced to them, we kind of know the stakes for this. Uh, I think he's going to start cooking a little bit here, starting in episode three and four. Uh, So maybe I I love Filoni. Yeah, if there is anybody who understands Star Wars, 
yeah. close to what George Lucas did, it's Filoni. He is... And he wasn't involved in The Mandalorian this season, and it was the worst season by far. By far, yeah. It was by far the worst season. Which I, which I keep forgetting it was this year. How <laughs> terrible is that? Yeah, it was about five months ago. Yeah, that's when that's when it started, so... So, like I said, I'm, I feel confident that they're going to things will start yeah. speeding up and things will start uh, clicking. Now, I will say this: I was in, I was engrossed in the story. I, look, I, this is this felt really like the original trilogy to me. It really, yeah, did. I, agree. I agree. And so I was just engrossed in it. I mean, I was just like, this yeah. is I, I'm in this world. I like this. I'm yeah. I'm good with this. Uh, I mean, it gave me such vibes of the original trilogy, which. I, I felt the same way. Is a hard thing to do. I mean, it really is. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, kind of putting you back in that world and, you know, what is by far the best part of Star Wars is that original trilogy. So, like I said, I was really enjoying that part yeah. of, of it. And I, I'm glad you mentioned that because the first scene that Ahsoka's in, like, it felt like uh, when she comes back up mm-hmm. and then she's fighting those droids. Like, at first, I was like, oh, this feels like the Western mm-hmm. samurai part yeah. that Mandalorian does. And I was like, okay, that must be a Filoni thing. Yeah. And then, like, it totally changed to, like you're saying, like the original trilogy. And then I was like, oh, never mind. The, the <laughs> Western part, obviously, it must be Favreau. We know uh, Robert right. Rodriguez is, is involved a lot of times. I know that's his big thing, too. Right. But like, I was like, okay. Because at first, I couldn't figure out the tone because I was like, oh. But I, I'm with you. I was like, they were. he's going back to what George Lucas early envisioned mm-hmm. this series. Yeah, I think I think you're not, right about that. Not the prequels, kids. Not, not the prequels. The prequels. No. Uh, real quick, did all right, that little the 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 lightsaber trick she does where she threw her saber her sabers in the ground didn't like force spun them was that not the like the coolest lightsaber trick that, that you've ever awesome. seen? I was like, oh Very cool. okay this I was cool. like I like the way she fights too. Yeah I know like, it's really the pose. Yeah. Yeah it's really it's really unique and it's really different than what you see in a lot of Star Wars. It's mm-hmm. just absolutely fantastic. So, all right, uh, I guess let's take a real quick break and we'll talk a little bit more about all this. All right. So, uh, like I said, let's do, I guess, let's kind of do a little bit of character breakdown here. Uh, Ahsoka Tano, obviously, actually, we don't even start with them. We start really with, with the dumbest guy in the. <laughs> In the New Republic, who is when he doesn't think they're really Jedi, and they say they're Jedi when they're when they like getting ready to board the ship. Yeah, I'll go meet them. Oh, I'll, I'll yeah, call their bluff. bluff. Yeah, that was dumb. I don't know who that guy. That guy yeah. was like, oh, Captain Hale. Yeah, rest in peace to him because like, yeah. I mean, there is rare that I'm like, oh, this guy's about to die, and I just yeah. knew that guy was about to die. Yeah. Uh, you, you could feel it coming. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, the two, I guess, gray force users, is what we're going to call them. Uh, Ray Stevenson, who plays Balin Skull, and Ivana Sakno, I guess is how you pronounce her name, uh, who plays Shin Hatai. I'm not sure exactly how he... I don't remember them saying her name a whole lot, so I didn't catch yeah, it. Uh, but they are kind of the antagonists of this. I'm not sure that they're the main antagonists, but they're the antagonists. But they're basically here to break out Morgan Elizabeth, who's played by Diana Lee Ensenado. Uh What were your thoughts on... You've already talked a little bit, but go a little bit more in depth on uh, Ray Stevens and his apprentice. Yeah, I, I really liked all three of these. I thought these were good villains. Uh, like you said, with him being forced, uh, you know, 
former Jedi, right. and like he still has respect for the Jedi as right. well. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting take. Also, Ray Stevens is a mountain of a human being. Yes, he is. So, He's like, a mammoth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for him to be like he pulls off the Vader. When he's doing the the choke and the right. stuff, like he really pulls off that villain. And I I thought Ivana uh, so had Sock, Sacno Sac- or Sockno, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Ivana, yeah, I thought it was really good because she has that young face. She's eager to learn. She's eager to learn from him. Right. And like I, I thought they had a very good connection. You know, the mentor mentee. It's such a big part of Star Wars, oh, yeah. and we've mm-hmm. seen it so many times. But I, I really like this show because we're seeing it in a different aspect from the villains and the good guys, right? Like the because, like I thought it was interesting the, the conversations that that Balin and Shin had, mm-hmm. uh, and then like uh, like you said, uh, Morgan Elsbeth was 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 good too. You know, I guess she's the one pulling the strings for now. For now, at least, yeah. We, yeah. So yeah, I thought I thought she was good. Uh, yeah, they're they're good villains. Ray Stevenson really really stood out to me. Yeah, like I said earlier, I said he his character and his apprentice they are the ones that are by by far the most fascinating because uh, I mean look at their look at their lightsabers they're, they're orange they're not red uh, which is what right. the Sith because if people don't know this if you're uh, the reason why the Sith always have red uh, lightsabers is because the kyber crystals that are inside them. They basically bleed them of like certain powers or something like that, and this is the reason why they end up all going red. So, if they were untouched for the moment, let's just I don't know what's best or undefiled, they would be a, a green or a blue or a yellow or something like that. Uh, but because of the way that they treat their kyber crystals, they always end up going red. So, it's like they did that a little bit with these crystals, and they didn't go all the way, they didn't do it all the way, so they didn't go all the way red. They went to this orange, and so it's like this gray, murky area. Like, so they're obviously not, it doesn't feel like they're just completely evil. And they obviously don't feel like they're good either, but so it, yeah. it, they were really following this, like, because the, every time we've ever been presented with force users, it's always been there, our dark side, their light side. It's always that binary. And now we're getting right. this person, these two people who seem to be kind of operating in some kind of a middle ground here, and they haven't mm-hmm. ever done that before. So that's one of the reasons I'm just really fascinated with this. And and, look, and also, they still respect the Jedi. Yeah, he has a great respect for them. I mean, I, 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 that was just so surprising. Yeah, so. So like a that and it's just like that's why it's so interesting to me is just this guy you know i don't know i can't wait to until they you know peel back yeah. the layers on this guy and we can find out more about him and just yeah. un, and what yeah. drives him and ray stevenson is was a very good actor like oh, you've yeah. seen him you've seen him a bunch so we he was a fantastic villain rr we've watched that uh netflix you should watch it yes uh but like uh the fact that he's passed away and you're just like I'm soaking in his last performance right. even more. I, I think it's making it even better for me. Yeah. I, I wish he was still with us. All, all I saw when he passed away, everybody from this cast was just like, what a fantastic, like a real nice guy on the set, mm-hmm. like cracked everybody up, just always had a smile on his face, which is funny because he's one of the scariest looking people of all time. But like, <laughs> oh, just, just a big teddy bear yeah. from what we hear. But, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, he's he's doing a fantastic job. All right, so when we uh, when we meet Ahsoka Tana, she is uh, on I don't remember what planet it is, but she's trying to find this map. Here's the only here's one of my nitpicks about this show. 
how is there a map? How is there a map of a guy like who's in a? How does somebody know where where uh, Thrawn is, and why is there a map, and who made the map, and why is it in right. this really strange location? So, like I said, this is the, one of the few things that I did not like. About. I was like, right? Why is there a map to begin with? If there was, if somebody knew the location to make a map, why didn't they already tell somebody else? So maybe I just missed all of that explanation, but. I was like, why do we have a map? Because, yeah, uh, like I said, it's this is a really weird MacGuffin that they're starting us off with it here. Is. Uh, so, like I said, it gives, I mean, it makes it fun. I mean, when you kind of just kind of get past that, I'm like, okay, whatever. They have a map and they're chasing each other for it, whatever. But, like I said, that was one of my biggest nitpicks about this entire thing is like, we ha- why is there a map to begin with? Well, what, how is, did somebody yeah. make a map to know exactly where they can pinpoint him on? Yeah. Uh, I'm over maps. Come on, guys. <laughs> it's like I said, uh, one of the, another thing with another problem with maps in Star Wars is so they when Sabine Wren finally does open up the map and it like shoots that little ray off. I'm like, okay, yeah. that, that means nothing to me. <laughs> it's right. like, oh, okay, so it's another galaxy. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Now I'm excited about the prospect of going to another galaxy. That part of it does kind of excite me, but yeah, yeah. But like I said, it. The map thing just didn't work for me, but nevertheless. Uh, but anyway, Ahsoka Tano, she is uh, played by Rosario Dawson. She is doing this... We've only seen her play this role twice. We saw her play it in mm-hmm. Mandalorian, and we saw her play it in Boba Fett. Uh, what did you think about her performance in this compared to what she was doing in those two shows? Hmm. Much different. Yeah, it's different. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. She's kind of a... Uh, I don't know what would be the word to use, like like zoned out, like I thought she seems much more jaded out. in these and then this yeah, in this yeah, one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like what has happened between them? Because, like, you know, when we the last time we saw her on Boba Fett, like she was training uh Well, she wasn't uh, training Grogu. she wasn't training him, but she, she was, was there. Right? She was there and she seemed to be on board with at least Luke training because that was right, the, right, 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 right. that was the yeah. big thing in the Mandalorian is is uh, then Jaren takes him to her and says, I want you to train him. She says, I won't do it because he reminds me too much yeah. of somebody who meant a lot to me, obviously meaning Anakin. Um, but uh, she seems to be much more on board of it. She seems to be happier. So like I said, I saw a little bit of that jadedness in her in the Mandalorian episode. Yeah. I didn't see it. She seemed like a much happier, much more peaceful person in mm-hmm. Boba Fett. So that, again, makes me think that this is before Boba Fett because she seems to be going yeah. more towards okay. that end. But, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll look. The character is just fascinating me. Like I said, mm-hmm. uh, Rosario Dawson took on the mantle. Uh, it's been a character has only appeared in animation up until uh up until that episode with with in the mandalorian was she the voice no she was not it was uh yeah she was it was some tiffany somebody or something like that i can't remember who who the voice was but um there was a little bit of an outcry because of that some people wanted her to, the original voice actress to play it. But well, when you can get Rosario when you can get Dawson, Rosario Dawson, you get Rosario Dawson. That's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but one of the things that's interesting about her is she is she was in the Clone Wars. She was Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. Uh, she and which is this really interesting thing because they never mentioned this in any of the films that he ever had a Padawan. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like I said. What they do, what I've under, my understanding of what they've done in Clone Wars, I've seen, like I said, I've seen a lot of the first season. I've uh, just 
like I couldn't finish it. That's seven seasons of like twenty episodes each. Then you got Rebels that are like it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a whole lot. Uh, but one of the things I did see, and one of the things that I find that that has that I really got a lot of insight into the character on. Uh, there was a series of shorts that came out last year called Tales of the Jedi. If you don't want to do a lot of homework, but you're not willing, you're not uh, you don't mind doing just a little bit. I would really recommend watching Tales of the Jedi. Okay. Uh, it's like six. It's on Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus. It's like six okay. shorts. It's like, and they're all like twenty minutes long. Um, okay, I can do that. They're they're animated. Three of the shorts are based solely on Ahsoka Tano. One when she's like a baby, uh, but they're the one that is the most fascinating. The one that really gives you insight into who this character is is one with anakin skywalker and what they're doing in that one is uh she's doing this test that like a lot of the padawan have to go through uh where there are these droids that are shooting at her and she has and she's like standing in the middle of them and she has to like take them all out and like avoid their fire and yoda and mace windu are there and they're like wow she's done this better than any other jedi we've ever any other padawan we've ever seen this is fantastic it's amazing and uh, or as yoda would say amazing it is uh but uh but anakin's sitting there watching it and he's not impressed he's like no this isn't gonna work and so what he does is he has her do the same thing except he has uh rex who is which is the name of all the clones and he has uh like one of the lead rexes and some of his uh top guys with him they do the drill and because they're far better at it than the the drone the droids would be and she just keeps getting knocked out over and over and over and over again. And basically, Anakin, his his goal in training her is, and he even says this at one point. He says, "You know, the the best the best thing I can do to train you uh, is to be able to uh, to protect others, or." To, the best thing I can do to protect you is to train you so that you can protect yourself. So she ends up becoming one of the best just warrior Jedi that is around. Now, she's technically not a Jedi because she left the Order. And there's a whole backstory behind why she ended up leaving the Order. But that one episode really gives you an idea of just why she becomes okay. such an amazing fighter. Because that's one, that's one of the things I've noticed. And they did, they've done a really good job with the live-action version is... Ahsoka Tano is a great fighter. I mean, she and Rosario mm -hmm. Dawson does a really good job of this. Uh, so, yeah, like yeah. I said, if you don't mind doing a little bit of homework, catch Tales of the Jedi. It's really good, uh, and also you get some you get some really interesting backstory about Count Do uh, Count Dooku because uh, mm -hmm. he's one of the least interesting villains in all of Star Wars. But when you get some backstory <laughs> about him, you're like, oh wow, that's it's you're like that's okay. really interesting and fascinating so uh like i said if you don't mind doing a little bit of homework i would really would recommend doing that uh catching that but um like i said i've loved what rosario dawson does what has done with this character mm -hmm. she has grown the character up because previously she was about 30 i guess in rebels somewhere around there now and look she's about rosario dawson's age she was, i'm guessing she's like yeah. 45 46 somewhere around there yeah. uh and like I said, I think it's I have always been fascinated by the characters from what I've read about her and what I saw in the original Clone Wars. Look, the original when she's first introduced, she's awful. I mean, you don't like her. Uh, and uh, look, George Lucas and Dave Filoni told the voice actors that like they're not going to like you. We're, we're writing this character like this specifically, and you're going well, to get, we're going to give you an arc, and they're going to come to love you. And that's exactly what happened because. The people who watch the Rebels, the people who watch the Clone Wars, Ahsoka Tana is beloved by them. And mm -hmm. I can see why when you watch Rosario Dawson do it. Yeah. Uh, 
so that takes us to the next person we get introduced to. That is Sabine Ram. What were your initial thoughts on Sabine? Loved her introduction like a Danger Zone yeah, Top yeah. Gun. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was awesome. Also, uh, Captain Kirk had a similar introduction in, uh, when, when they brought Re- back Star Trek. Yeah, when they rebooted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I always loved that, man. Rock music, her doing a <laughs> stunt. I thought, that, I thought that was great. Yeah. Also, it was good to see the great Clancy Brown as yes. the governor. Yes, he was great. And I he, love Clancy Brown. And he is the voice actor of that character in Yeah, in I Rebels. saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'll, anytime I see Clancy Brown, it's a good day. Yeah, I love the introduction of Sabine. I, I really have liked her character. Uh, like I said, I didn't know much about her coming into this. I just knew kind of who she was. But I was, you know, I was immediately attached to this character. And mm-hmm. the one of the issues that they have with this show is they have to, you know, because Ezra Bridger is such a huge motivation, especially for, for Sabine Wren. Because if you're somebody like us who has never seen Rebels, you know I, I don't have any attachment. I know who I know who Ezra Bridger is because I heard people talk about him, mm-hmm. but yeah. you know we have no attachment to him. So like going to find Ezra Bridger doesn't mean that much to us. So what they have to right. do is because he means so much as being written, we have to care a lot about her, and therefore we'll care about them finding Ezra because it's important to her. And that's where yeah. I think this show is succeeding, is because I really, really liked her. I thought she was great. I, I, I agree with you. I thought she was great too. I also thought they showed like how much she was hurting to, to for for him, right. how much she missed him, how much she hoped he was alive. So I'm with you. I, I thought you explained that perfectly. We need that. And uh, also, she just has that like. You know, uh, the girl who played Ray has some had it as well. Like you, you're rooting for them, right? You, you want to see them succeed. Oh yeah, definitely. Now I will say this. Well, let's uh, let's, let's kind of get there. The lightsaber fight at the end of Episode One between Ren and Shin Hatai, or however you pronounce her name. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about it? It was kind of yeah. Here's the thing. I think it was too. But I don't think it was... I think they meant it to be that way because Sabine Wren isn't... She's been out yeah. of practice. and This is another thing. I like to, I, I've, I've read... So I did some reading on this afterwards. Like I was really confused about how a non-Force user can be a Jedi or go through Jedi training. That was really confusing to me. Uh, but apparently there is some there is some precedent for it in in like legends i don't know if you're familiar with any of the legend stories uh but apparently there have been some people who have done that now legends isn't canon but if you know anything about feloni he likes taking those legends things that got decanonized to make them canon again that's one of his like uh-huh. his trademarks i mean thrawn is a perfect example of that he was a legends character they they took him out of canon because they made him legends when disney bought it and he's like yeah i want to bring him right back um but anyway i think it was supposed to be kind of mad because she has been out of practice. She hasn't been doing this. She hasn't right, right. used lightsaber. Some people said it was just a bad. Well, that, that wasn't my issue with it. What was your issue? Why did we kill Qui-Gon Jinn? I've okay. brought this up a hundred times. I've brought it up too. What? This is what I was getting to. Why does a lightsaber stab not mean anything anymore? <laughs> it, it, these people are recovering in a few minutes. I mean, it's why like, did he, why did they kill Qui Gon? I mean, it's like just at this point, I'm starting to think getting a flashlight shown on you is just as deadly as I'm a lightsaber. As quickly as she recovered. I mean, what's sad is like just because I've seen so many people survive getting impaled by a lightsaber recently, I was like, oh, she's not dead. <laughs> like, through, the, through the stomach. Exactly. You'll get shot in the stomach, you're dead. 
And like, I was like, oh, she, she'll be fine. They'll, they'll, they'll end up having her fine. And by the end of the episode of episode two, she's right back she's there. She's running around. Yeah. I was like, why does getting stabbed with a lightsaber mean nothing anymore? Uh, I mean, yeah, like. Yeah, that was what. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, she was out of practice. Right. Of course, she's going to get beat. My, my problem is like, oh, she's dead. No, she's, no, she's not. No, she's not. Like, then that's what stinks about this. Like, why? Like, because in. Uh, Obi-Wan, I think three yeah. people got impaled by lightsabers yeah. and ended up surviving. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We got, yeah. now she ends up getting impaled by a lightsaber. Like, because at one point, like, one of the things that they are, you know, you couldn't mess with a lightsaber. You didn't want to mess with it because if you did and you accidentally cut off your arm or you accidentally killed yourself, right. now, like, you get stabbed in it. And uh, <laughs> you get you get a whole hole through you and it, it comes right back it quickly. It comes right back. Like I said, this drives me crazy. The fact that they have done this with lightsabers. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Because I, because like when we were kids, like the coolest thing in the world to me was like lightsabers and like how cool they are and how deadly they are. And now they're nothing. Like I said, they, like Luke lost his arm. And like, and then <laughs> some people and like, they're going to rain like, but like the randos that get hit with them, like the rando stormtroopers, they die. But yeah, 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 yeah. so like I said, they yeah, had that drives me crazy. <laughs> it really drives me crazy a lot. So, uh, all right, let's talk about hair real quick. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah. I love her. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's playing a green twilight in this. Uh, what do you think about her? And um, we're gonna talk about her partner as well here in a second. I can't wait to talk about him. But what do you think about her? Yeah, oh, I thought she was fantastic. Yeah, she's like one of the said, better the parts part, of this. The, yeah, the part, and I love the part she's playing where she's playing both sides mm-hmm. to make them get together, figure it out, and, and and she needs their help. Also, it's like uh, you know, I love her part as the general when you know when they were when they were met with the men weaver was the character's name where right. they were in the second episode, like that where she's like not thing, being yeah. respected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The shipyard where she's not being respected. And she's like, Whoa, right. She's not I'm, having it. I'm mm-hmm. the general. Yeah. So I, I thought she, excuse me, played, played a very good role. I've always been a fan of person, you know, the, when I had forgotten she was in this and when she showed, when I saw her, I was like, Oh man, that's good news. Yeah. The first thing I ever My saw, wife, my wife was like excited. She's like, "Oh, we know her." So yeah, the first thing I ever saw her in was uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, uh, and I've oh yeah, she was awesome in that. Yeah, yeah. I love, I've loved her ever since then because I love that film. It's one of my favorite films. Well, she's in a great episode of Fargo. That's where she meets. Oh, uh, she? You and McGregor. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I haven't seen, seen Fargo. So, uh, but yeah, she's fantastic. I was really excited when I saw her. I, I didn't realize she was in this. Uh, so yeah. when I saw that she was in, it's like, oh, that's that's fantastic. I'm so glad that we have her in this. Yeah. Uh, but her character is fantastic. I, I'll, I'm, I'm with you on everything that you said about her kind of being the mediator between the two of them, trying yeah. to trying to repair whatever bridge was burned between the two of them, trying yeah. to get that back together so that those two can can have some type of relationship again. But what really excited me when I said, all right, so we meet Chopper finally. And were you f- even familiar with Chopper before this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've heard from so many people that Chopper is like the greatest droid ever. Uh, and I was like, I don't know about that. How can he be so great? And then we get one scene with him. I'm like, oh, yes. I am yeah. all for Chopper. Chopper is fantastic. I was on the Chopper bandwagon. Yeah. I was yeah. like, this guy is great. I, I don't know his, just his mannerisms and the way he talks. Right, right. I was like, yeah, I, I love Chopper. I understand now. I get the Chopper love. What did you think about Chopper? 
I thought the same thing. Like, uh, it looked like he was kind of screwing up. Yeah, exactly. And like, but like, no, he knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. He's like, he's like sitting there asking, like, did you mess with my stuff? Where's my Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, it, it was great. Oh man, I love Chopper. Like I said, I, I had, I had always heard that he is like one of the best droids in Star Wars. Some people were like putting him right behind R two D two. I was like, mm-hmm. he can't really possibly be that good. But no. I was wrong. He, he is, is fantastic. He is. he is fantastic. So, all right. Now, we cannot go past this episode without talking about something I was completely unaware that was going to be in this. Hu Yang, or I think is how you pronounce his name, the droid that is the saber expert voiced by the yeah, great yeah. David Tennant. Uh, I know. I know. We had just watched Good Omens. Yeah, so I know. It was like that. Because when I... I saw David Tennant's name, and then I heard this droid. I was like, "Ah, there he is!" Yeah, there he is. And I, I was, like I said, I had no idea that he was going to be in this. So it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, what do you think about his uh, about him uh, voicing this particular character? I'm always happy to see David Tennant involved with anything. I'm glad he's getting to do something. Yeah. Uh, you know, Matt Berry was in. Uh, I know. Was, was in in Boba, Fett. Boba Fett. It did nothing. Completely uh, so, wasted. I, like, yeah, when I first, so, I thought they were going down that road with him for a second. Ah, I know. But they I did too. But he was more. He was more involved. So I, I was very happy about that. Yeah, he was. Anytime, anytime you can get David Tennant, you know, you get David Tennant. Off, even even as a robot, yes. you know, that's great. I, I really like this character. I really like this 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 droid. Mm-hmm. And apparently, you know, this is. A, I was really confused because, like, when when Ahsoka tells him, you know, uh, analyze those uh, lightsabers and tell me who they are. It's like, is this like we can identify Jedi by lightsabers now? Is this a, the, when did this happen? I thought. I thought this was something they were just kind of making up for the show, but no, this is apparently what this guy does. He is he yeah. he has been around for like thousands of years apparently, and has helped like thousands upon thousands of young Jedi construct their lightsabers. So he has he is very keenly aware about uh, their lightsabers and just the the way that every Jedi builds their lightsaber. That was neat to me. I thought that was a really because, like I said, yeah. I was really confused by it first when she says, "Go analyze lightsaber and tell me who this is." Like, that seems like a, a stretch. Like, you should be able to be able to find out who it is by a lightsaber. But when I heard them kind of go into that detail, I was like, "Oh, well, that's actually <laughs> interesting. I, that's mm-hmm. that's something that you know you kind of can kind of build on." And I like what he is doing here at the end of episode two, where he is you know kind of coaxing Sabine Wren to take up her training. He's also coaxing. Uh, Ahsoka, he's kind of doing the same yeah. thing that Hera's doing. You know, you know, right. you need a Padawan, and she was your Padawan. And like I said, yeah. I'm still a little confused by that. I've done a little, like I said, I've done a little research into how a Force user. Yeah, I like where he was, he was like he was saying, "You're relying on me too much. You need a Padawan." Right, and so like I said, that was I've really enjoyed his role. Like I, said, I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to be a huge role. It's not. It's not just a huge role, but it's it's far more like you said than uh, Matt Berry, where they just completely right. wasted him. Completely yeah. wasted him. So. Uh, but he's he was really fun to watch. Uh, I like the fact that they get that it appears that these two are kind of coming back together, and I'm hoping that soon we'll mm-hmm. find out what happened between these two. Yeah, we got to. I wouldn't be surprised with this next episode. I will. Let me ask you this: the only we we did get a little glimpse of Ezra Bridger because we get that uh, the hologram thing that he sent to. Yeah. Uh, that also kind of confused me. How did she? How did he? get this hologram to her i was kind of confused by that uh but nevertheless i'll be real honest with you 
that wasn't he was seemed kind of boring in in that little bit that we saw him uh what were your little takeaway from him when we I saw mean, him? It's, we, we didn't get enough no we didn't that was kind of or the or the actor yeah to like you know to make me like you know excited or not you know it was like eh. Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like he was just kind of like reading his lines right off of the script, right, like right, right. in front of him. So yeah. I was, I was like, okay, hopefully we get a little bit more from him than that. Uh, yeah. That's gonna be a little disappointing yeah. because I'm sure he's going to show up. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but yeah. I'm pretty sure he's going to show up again. All right, last thing I want to talk about before we do our weekly awards: How long is it until we see Thrawn? Because that's kind of the the big thing that we're building towards. Is you know we gotta so, find Thrawn. Well, how long do you think it'll yeah. be? So we know Thrawn supposedly is going to have a movie, right? Yeah, apparently the movie that Dave Filoni is writing, it's bringing everything together. It's bringing Mandalorian, it's bringing this character, it's bringing even like the next thing that's coming, Skeleton Crew, I think is going to be part of it as well. Uh, okay. It's it's almost like an Avengers Endgame with his characters, basically, is from what, oh, I've, okay. got, from what I've gathered. And Thrawn's the big so, bad of it. So well, this is eight episodes? Mm-hmm. I'm going episode six. I hope it's not that long. I hope not. I mean, uh, if they can... Uh, it's, it's not going to be the next one. No, I don't think it's going to be the next one. I'm hoping it's at, like... Here, okay, uh, let me... What I'm hoping... Uh, episode six, I'm okay with, but I'm hoping, like, we get, like... He, like, shows up at the very end of episode five. Like, that's how we get yeah, to introduce yeah, that him. that would be good. Yeah, that, yeah. If, like, if we don't see him until episode six, that's the first time he comes on the screen. My, right. my fear is, like, it won't be until, like, the middle or the very end of that. Because right, and then also they need to sell us the people that aren't rebels watchers that we want to see this movie. Right. Oh yeah. He really should show up the next episode because yeah. I want to see what what everyone's been talking about. Is oh it yeah. Cold? But if it, but if he doesn't come to the end, that doesn't that's not scratch a man itch for, no. for wanting to go see this movie. I would be surprised if we see him in episode five, uh, maybe even at the end of episode yeah. at the end of episode four because. One of the things I know about him is he's not a he's not like a fighter guy. He's not somebody who's going to go to hand to hand combat with you. He's a uh-huh. just a brilliant uh, stru- uh, strategist, and that's what that's what makes him so incredibly intimidating. That's what makes him so incredibly skilled, and why he is so feared is just because he is able to see just about every possible outcome every in uh forecast about every possible uh scenario in any type of uh uh war strategy so like i said that's what makes him just so incredibly imposing is is that yeah. part of it and like i said it's all, they've got to they've got to give us some of that and you can't really just mm-hmm. do that in one or two episodes so they, they're gonna have to right. get them here kind of if they wait that long they're really pushing it they really are so yeah uh, but yeah. We'll, so we'll have to kind of see on that so all right. Uh, I guess it kind of wraps us up. Uh, do you anything else you want to talk about before we do awards? Uh, I I thought the opening credits were cool. How oh they yeah, the crawl of her name and like yeah, yeah, yeah. very. Cool. I never thought we'd see a crawl on um, uh, a yeah. Disney Plus show. I really didn't. I, uh, but it was nice. It was cool it. to see. Yeah, it wasn't like the classic, like the pyramid kind of like ascending into the. No, nah, and the the little music too was good. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the music because one of the things I thought the music was fantastic. I was getting like I said. I yeah, was, I did too. I was getting real original trilogy vibes well look it's not it's not john williams don't get me wrong it's not john williams uh, but I, th- I honestly was sitting there I think, enjoyed it. yeah i was thinking this is something that john williams you know he'd be like okay yeah that's that's good uh, yeah, whoever wrote you. this was good but i heard a lot of people complaining about the music which was odd dude so. this is the most toxic fan base ever uh, you're correct you're not wrong <laughs> you're not wrong about that so uh, this probably has that's probably everything that it has to do with yeah. it so 
All right. Uh, shall we do our awards then? Let's do it. All right. All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we are covering a season of a television show, we'd like to do three weekly awards. Up first is our Tyrion Lannister, who is the MVP for the week. Who is your MVP for these first two episodes of Ahsoka? I mean, it's, it's got to be Rosario yeah, Dawson. It's got to right? be Ahsoka. <laughs> it's her yeah, show, literally. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's her. She's good. She's fantastic. Uh, well, you know, week to week could be uh, oh, different. Yeah. When we're doing this week to week, but, you know, first two, they they, they show that she's the lead. Yeah. She is an incredible actress and, and is capable of leading the show. Yeah, 100%. I, I could very easily see a number of these other actors that are in this stealing an yeah. episode. I, I could completely see that. There's no question about that. So, uh, The Agatha All Along, your best scene of the week. What you go with? See, this is where I'm struggling. What did you come up? What did you pick? Is I, I could not decide on the best. Oh, thing. it was easy for me. For me, it was the uh, it was Hera and Chopper going after the the other ship yeah. with the droid. That was fantastic. Okay. I was laughing. Yeah, that it was, was. Yeah, you're right. I yeah, yeah, it. yeah. And that was the humor that I thought was missing. Yeah. in a lot of yeah. Yeah, and I because I was laughing a lot with that one. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. That was funny. Yeah. All right, uh, the the if you come with the king, you best not miss your best line of the week. What you have? I thought it was it was with Harem and uh, Ahsoka where it said, "You know who could help you with this? I do. I'm not sure she'll want to help. She will do it for Ezra." I went with I I didn't write it down, but I meant to go back and write it down. But it's the last line that Ray Stevenson delivers about. Uh, Ahsoka being the last Jedi and be ashamed to kill her, uh, and then yeah, yeah. And then Morgan Ellis was saying sentimental or something like that. And he's like, definitely. I I, I didn't write it down, but I, yeah, I meant yeah, to. Yeah. But I watched that scene twice. I thought I was like, wow. Yeah, Ray Stevens is killing it in this. He's absolutely killing yeah, it. Yeah, so. he is. All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we are covering a show or a movie, we have a five, we have a five tier rating system. At the top of our list is a succession. Beneath the succession is a lost. Middle of the road force is a friends. Beneath friends is a full house, and bottom of the barrel force is a Baywatch. Uh, what are you rating Ahsoka so far after the first two episodes? I'll give it a loss. Yeah, I, I think that's a good start. It I is. think it's a good start. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm excited about it. Uh, yeah, I'm too. You know. I wish, like I mentioned from four people were like, oh, you're not going to like this. Like, I wish there wasn't so much of that, but yeah. I was able to get rid of that noise. And I ended up enjoying myself. Yeah, I think it's I, I think it's right there at a loss. Look, it could go a number of ways. It could get worse. It could get better. <laughs> We've seen this yes, with Star Wars. Yes, we have. We've seen it with a lot of things. Uh, but I, I like its foundation. Uh, and like I said earlier, I really believe that it's going to get... I really fully, fully believe it's going to get better. I think this is... This is what Filoni does. He he lays down he lays down a lot of heavy groundwork uh, just so that he can build upon that. Uh, he likes to build a really really strong foundation, and sometimes it's a little bit yeah. it's a little bit you got to be patient, and it's a little bit slow getting there. But mm-hmm. I, I see where this I see a lot of potential for this. I really do. And uh, I'm, well, I'm, let's not forget Andor was slow. Yeah, it, it really was. You're you're not wrong about that. Now I don't think the writing on this is anywhere close to Andor, uh, but yeah, yeah, but the sentiment is the same. That it was a the, right. those first two episodes, I was really struggling to see where that was going. They were, and yeah. by the time third episode, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm all on board then. So I'm hoping. And then that. cousin Richie showed up. <laughs> cousin Richie shows up exactly, and it just then they have a prison break, and it's just fantastic. Yeah, man. So, I'm 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 missing Andor. I really am. <laughs> it was so I great. Uh, all right, so we both have. Said a loss. I kind of figured that's where we both be on this yeah. one. So, 
All right. Before we sign off on this episode, we like to do some things that we recommend for our listeners. I've only got one this week. Uh, What do you got? Well, you you go ahead and give me yours. So just make sure it's not the same. Honestly, I was looking. It's it's probably not going to be because I was just like, I haven't had a whole lot of opportunities. Uh, My wife's having some health problems. uh, So I haven't had a lot of opportunity to watch anything. But honestly, right before we actually started recording, I was like, I need something to recommend. There's this movie I've been wanting to watch. So I'll go ahead and throw it on real quick. It's a very, um, it's a recommendation, but I do want to say it's not going to be liked by a lot of people. Uh, did you ever see or hear about the movie uh, How to Blow Up a Pipeline? I, I did hear about it. I have not watched it. I know it's on Hulu. Look, I'm not completely on board with it. There's some, I, I've got to, you know, I've got a few qualms with like the the politics behind it and all that type of stuff. Uh, but just in terms of it, kind of like being uh, like uh, an edgy thriller, uh, I, it's really, really good in that regards. Uh, like I said, it, the politics of it, it's a, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 pretty radical. <laughs> Don't, I mean, they're literally blowing up a, a pipeline, an oil pipeline. So. Uh, like I said, if you can get kind of past the politics of it, it's incredibly well acted. It's got a really great young cast. These are a lot of people uh, that will probably be stars at some point. Lucas Gage is in it. I don't know if you remember him. Yeah, uh, from he, uh, from uh, White Lotus. Uh, yeah, White Lotus. And yeah. he's also in a uh, you. He's in that as well. Uh, the last right, season right. of it. So, uh, like I said, it's it. It's really good if you can get past the politics of it. Uh, like I said, I, yeah. I, I've got a few qualms about the politics, but uh, but just in terms of just being this, and I will say this even about the politics, they one of because the, the, they know this going into this that some people are are not going to want to watch this because of the politics. Uh, but one of the things that they do a really good job of is like explaining and like showing just why these people are going to such great lengths to do this and how they've been hurt or uh been their lives have been changed forever by uh oil companies and oil executives so like i said yeah. th- if I, like there are some people that are going to be hardcore knows regardless of anything that i say uh but, yeah, yeah. but like i said in terms of just being like this, <coughs> this kind of thriller type show uh, type movie it, it's really good so yeah I, I, pl- I plan on watching it all right what you got I got a couple things. So, uh, Heels, the wrestling show on Stars. Oh, okay. Starring Stephen Amell. Is it back? Uh, it's back on season two. It's really, really good. Uh, the first episode is a flashback, but the, the next couple episodes are not. And, man, they are so good. Yeah. It is a really good show. If you have Stars, I would highly recommend it. Uh, it is it is a fun show to watch. You don't even have to like wrestling. It, it is a, it's, it's just a drama. Yeah, I don't have stars. Suit. That's one of the few I don't have, but yeah, I don't have it. Yeah. I have it. My wife is an Outlander fanatic. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, second, uh, I watched it a little earlier, Vacation Friends 2, oh, yeah, that's starring yeah. uh, Lil Rel Howery and uh, John Cena, and Steve Buscemi is in this one. Uh, very funny. I, I I could watch these people and do uh, ten of these movies. Oh, yeah. They're just like you can turn your brain off and just laugh. They're both vacation friends. Both movies are on Hulu. John Cena, uh, just the man can do comedy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, especially this where he's like a really crazy character. Right. The guy can do it. You got to give him credit. And then one last one. Uh, speaking of John Cena, he's in a movie with Jackie Chan on Netflix called oh, really? Strike. Oh wow! It has terrible reviews. I actually enjoyed it. Oh, okay. It involves. I have, I have uh, not even heard of it. It's it's about like uh it's in Iraq where these people are trying to blow up like a like a tanker or something <laughs> there. 
I mean, it's uh, the guy from Game of Thrones. Remember the pirate brother that was like really crazy? Uh, yeah, I know you're talking about. I can't remember what his character. I can't remember his character's name either, but I know you're talking about. He was the. Uh, he was someone's uncle. He was a uh, Greyjoy uncle. He was something. He yeah, was the Greyjoy guy that was crazy. Yeah. He's the villain. Okay, gotcha. If you want just an hour and a half, you can turn your brain off and then enjoy Jackie Chan and John Cena making fun of each other for a while. <laughs> I, I would recommend and The last thing, uh, The Flash is on HBO Max. Oh, is it really? Uh, yeah, so uh, if you want to check that drop today, we also have a great podcast about it? it, so I would recommend that. And I just got a text a little while ago. I was actually laughing. My friend Brian McDuff, who listens to the show, text me and said why the hell is Ezra Miller playing both parts <laughs> why would you get it's like he's so hated that would be like this is the funniest thing that would be like in 1996 them doing another naked gun movie and having oh, OJ yes. Simpson playing multiple characters <laughs> yeah, he nailed that. he's not wrong <laughs> he's not wrong <laughs> oh boy yeah that's 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 very true <laughs> Yeah, I was like, "Wow, what a great, great comment!" I wish we had had the, had that comment for the podcast. But our podcasts, all the flights are still great. So, yeah. watch the movie and go back and listen to it. Yeah, I would highly recommend doing that as well. Uh, look, it's a much maligned movie. Uh, I don't think it's as nearly as yeah. uh, neither of us I thought it was nearly that. as bad as people made it yeah. out to be. It wasn't as good as I'd hoped it was going to be. There's no question. If you listened to some of our previous podcasts, I was really looking forward to that one, and it did not live up to the hype. So. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, I guess that kind of wraps us up for our first two episodes of Soka. Anything else you want to share before we sign off? Appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. Uh, look at those same sentiments. And as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.